0: Welcome to Right Thinking with Steve Copeland. I'm your host, Steve Copeland, and thank you for tuning in. Let's have a great day. Good morning, everybody. Glad to be with you today. Today is a very, very special day. I had a show about two months or so ago. It was actually right around 4th of July, so I guess it's a month and a half ago. And it was on July the 2nd because it was, uh, I remember when I re-listened to the show, it was my anniversary with Don and I, and um, so it's been absolutely wonderful since then, too. That's what all of us should have as a wonderful angel for a wife. But Jessica Stalks was my guest that day. And we said that back then it was Jessica Stalks, a young, successful business owner. Tune in and be inspired by Jessica, a role model with much to say as the voice of our young generation. You're going to learn a lot as Steve and Jessica offer advice to young, aspiring entrepreneurs. And that show aired on July the 22nd, and it was episode 72. So in just a couple minutes, I'm going to bring Jessica back onto the show for the follow-up to that show because we ran out of time, and we wanted to talk more specifically about people that wanted to start their own business, giving advice for people that wanted to start their own business. But before I get started, I got just a couple things I'd like to, I'd like to bring today. First of all, this show is uh, being recorded on, on Saturday, and it's airing on Monday when you're listening to it. And uh, I talk sometimes about my father, my 95-year-old dad. He was uh, 95 years old on August the 4th. And uh, as I record the show right now, I think he's getting ready to go. He lives in Maryland and I'm in Virginia, but he's getting ready to go into surgery. He has a broken hip. He had a fall in the home that he was at. And uh, so he's been suffering with a broken hip that nobody knew. Uh, he was walking a little bit, and then he broke his hip. He's been in a wheelchair, but so I just want to say this. Dad, I love you, and I know you're going to do great through this surgery today, and when I finish recording this show, I got a three and a half hour drive, and I'll be up there to see you, and uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing you this afternoon, and just the Lord's with you, and you're just going to do great. I love you, Dad. Thank you for letting me get that out on the show today. Well, the other thing is, last week the show was the second part of On the Road with Steve, Driving to My Destiny. And it was about meeting real-life, everyday role models that I met along the way. And I wanted to introduce you to Ron, Catherine, and Brandon Pajerina, an incredible family overcoming impossible odds to save itself. Well, I just want to do a quick follow-up on that. Ron wrote a book with his wife and his son called High Five. And he gave me a copy of this book when I met him in Minneapolis. Ron was just an incredible... Incredible man his wife and his son and he served 16 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit and he got out after 10 because the the person that accused him recanted his testimony and said that he had lied so they let him out but then six months later he changed his his mind and made up some story and they put him back into prison for six more years and i i want to tell you that this is the true story of a family overcoming impossible odds to save itself. I read the introduction to it last year. I've had several people contact me to tell me how powerful the story is that I read the introduction, and they're looking forward to reading the book. Well, my wife Donna, this book right here, I'm holding up for those of you who can see it on the, on the, on the Facebook. It's, it's getting kind of tattered. My wife cannot put this book down. She said that this book is by far the most powerful book she's ever read on forgiveness and family. It's just just incredible. And sometimes when she's reading it, she wants to read to me some of the some of the excerpts as she's reading it because it's just so powerful. I highly recommend this book. High five, love never fails. Let me see if I can tell you what the high five things are in in in, a, in life here. Uh, I haven't read the book. My wife has. So the first one is uh, the first one is. Gosh, you know, I, I can't even get started on it. Let's see what the first one is. It's, uh, I know that it's, uh, it's faith is the second one. Uh, fairness is the third one. Forgiveness, faith, forgiveness. Uh, oh, I apologize, Ron. Friendship is the key to the relationship. Friendship. Friendship, faith, forgiveness, fairness, and fortitude. And I'm just telling everybody, please get a hold of this book. It's available on Amazon. Okay, so with that said, what we're going to do today is bring Jessica back on in just a moment. And what I want to tell you is, is this. Jessica, the first time she was on the show, as I read it already, I introduced her as a role model. But she's a business consultant. And we were going to share information uh, back then on how we consult people that are trying to start their own business. Well, now that I've come back from my uh, my visit to the uh, ACA, the American Corrections uh, Association, 148th Congress, the reentry programs for people that are coming out of prisons is getting to be more and more important in this country. And so many people want to be able to start their own business that are coming out of incarceration. So what we're gonna talk about today is not just people that are coming out of incarceration, but what I'd like to describe is everyday people that might not have a great deal of resources, and and people that just want that have a dream to start their own business so jessica i'm going to bring her on in about 10 seconds here we're going to have a very candid conversation today about that well jessica how are you feeling today
1: i'm good how are you
0: well i i'm i'm doing great you know like i said i i i know my dad's going through surgery right now and so i've got that on my mind but i'm so looking forward to what conversation you and i are going to have and uh let me read what it is. Yeah. Right Thinking with Steve Copeland is very pleased to announce that this week's show will be Starting Your Own Small Business. Tune in and hear Steve and guest Jessica Stocks discuss what it takes to start your own small business the right way. This show will leave you thinking like an owner. Well, Jessica, do you, do you like what I described or what we're going to talk about today?
1: Yeah, straight to the point. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's one of the shortest introductions I've ever done for my shows, but I felt like I didn't need to say anything else. (laughs) Jessica, when we left off the last show, I was so, so wanting to continue the conversation and pick up some of your advice. The last thing we did on the last show was I shared that I'm not a social media person, and I shared some of my own right-thinking foundation uh, needs and You gave me a little counsel right there on the last show you said that your branding is probably the most important thing that you can do so why don't don't we do this why don't you start with answering this type of a uh, lead-in jessica as i've said we want to be talking today to people that are wanting to start their own small business and we want to make sure they do it the right way so Whatever you'd like to start with, uh, why don't you just start talking to the audience and all these people that are out there and give them some good counsel on how you would help them start their own business.
1: Okay. Um, Well, one of the first things that I would probably say is um, a lot of the advice that I give comes from personal experience. And that's because, you know, when I started um, my first business, J.D. Scribes, I was in college, so I didn't have money. I didn't have, you know, a job at the time, but I knew what I wanted to do. Um, And one thing that I can say um, is a great resource um, for anybody who's trying to start a business is the internet. The internet is just the greatest thing ever because for one, it's free. And two, there's so much information out there for people to learn. Um, So basically, kind of what I did was I started out really just determining what I wanted to do. So, you know, whether that be you want to sell clothes, um, you want to write, you want to be in marketing or anything like that, do your research on your industry. And that can be just starting out with a simple Google search or something like that. Um, And even as far as creating your business plan, there's so many templates out there that can kind of help you get started. Um, and all it requires is just an Internet connection. And that would be, you know, go to the library, go to Starbucks, go to somewhere with, you know, Wi-Fi. That's all it requires. So after um, you start, you know, really researching your industry and you kind of know what you want to do. Um, another really great resource are like small business centers. So um, here in Mississippi, we have, uh, you know, small business hubs and places like that around the state where you can go and they give you free advice and free legal advice, tax advice, um, and all those things for small businesses and small business owners. So I'm sure there's, you know, centers like that all across the country where people are just waiting for people to come in and, you know, learn how to become a small business owner. Um, And then one of the last basic things that I would say to somebody just really starting out is to be passionate about what it is that you're trying to go into business for. Um, I've run into a lot of people who, you know, they're like, okay, I want to start a business. I'm like, okay, what, you know, what's influencing you to start this business or what's driving you? And a lot of people just, you know, they'll say, okay, I just want to make some money. And that's, that's not a good way to go into a business, especially a small business, because, starting a small business is something that requires a lot of patience and it's not a get rich quick type of thing. It's not going to happen overnight. So really making sure that you have that patience and having that willingness to, you know, push forward despite obstacles that may come, despite financial issues that may come up. And, you know, there'll be days that you really second guess yourself, but if you're truly passionate and you really know what it is that you want to do, you'll be able to make it through that. Um, But those are kind of my basic principles when it comes to um, telling somebody about starting a small business.
0: Let me amplify a couple of things that you already put out there. You said that there are plenty of resources on the internet, and I couldn't agree with you more. Obviously, everybody has to be careful, though, what their resources are. And about six years ago, uh, when when I go into prisons, I... I do a lot of research for inmates that don't have use of computers they'll have ideas that they say they want to want to explore to what business they might want to go into so i started doing a lot of internet research and i found a company uh that puts out a lot of information on the internet and this particular company it's called little e h o w it's e Howl, and now i endorse e tremendously i tried to get in touch with them once to see if we could partner up, but they're just way too big. I think they have like 16 million articles that have been vetted. What I mean by vetted is, is that if somebody writes an article for eHow on a subject, it has to go through a process to make sure that the information is, is valid. And, and so I've done probably 400 research projects for, for people using eHow. And if you just Google, go to the eHow site, and then you just put a, a, in the search bar, how to start a laundromat or a uh, home jewelry business or a landscaping business or whatever your topic is, uh, you'll get so much information that's overwhelming. But I'm a researcher, and I would go through their sites, and I highly recommend eHow. And so that's one thing is be careful the site you go to. Uh, you can, there's a lot of bad information, but there is some phenomenal information. So that's one thing. And the other one is you mentioned that there's a lot of resource right. centers. And I'm holding up a brochure now for the people that are looking at the Facebook. The Small Business Development Center is a national organization. It's part of the Small Business Development Centers of America. And in every major city in the country, they, they have an office. And in Virginia, they have about 20-some offices. It's broken into four regions. And I know for a fact that they are everywhere in the country. So no matter where you are, there is a small business development center near you. And it's just like Jessica said, the resources are free. And I've got a brochure here that that I hand out whenever I go to do my my, my seminars. They they basically teach you how to uh, start your business, how to grow your business, and how to manage and so forth. And they have fantastic counselors, uh, putting in a plug for them. Uh, I was one of their consultant counselors for 15 years. They get a lot of really good people that are coming out of the business community that have a heart to help people. So good advice there, Jessica, to do that. And be passionate. You know, the number one thing I can tell you if you want to be successful in business is do something that you love doing so that you can say, I've never worked a day in my life. I've just done something that I love doing because work will not seem like work. It'll seem like a, a, a labor of love. And so be passionate is the secret. So Jessica, right. um, that's beautiful what you said. So, what is um, what's the next thing you'd like to get into?
1: Um. Well, my next major venture is into um, books and publishing. Um. I've kind of I've been kind of researching it off and on for the past two years. I'm just trying to learn more about you know what people are looking for, what services, um, you know, different types of publishers, things like that. Okay.
0: So let me pick up on something here. So, for those of you that don't know anything about Jessica's background, go back to show episode 72 because we give a full introduction there. But let me just read a couple things that I know about Jessica. She was nominated in 2017 as one of the most influential women in Northeast Mississippi by Mud and Magnolias Magazine, Tupelo, Mississippi. And here's some testimonials that she has from some of her clients. I want to tell you that you are doing an amazing job. Hiring you was one of the best decisions we have made. And that's from Veronica Bell from Bell & Associates. J.D. Scribes, that's that's Jessica's company. J.D. Scribes has demonstrated that she is the best in town. I'm not the social media kind, so she has done nothing but given me great relief from this part of my business. I'm so very satisfied. And if you haven't tried her, then you are definitely missing out on her services. Thanks, J.D. Scribes, for your services. That's from Shirley Hendricks, R&B Specialty Printing. Another one. I love working with Jessica. She has supported my business, and her continual support of my clients has not gone unnoticed. Paulette Harper, right now, literary. Here's another one. I always enjoy working with Jessica Starks. Her service is impeccable. I would recommend her to anyone. And that's Tay Jones, a medical student. She's the best. Nick Boone a Millennial Outreach. J.D. Scribes is the best at what she does, hands down. True Ron Mays, Midwest Athletics. Well, those are the kind of things that people are saying about you, Jessica, and I just didn't want to, want to embarrass you, but you're very good at what you do. So let me, let me say a couple things now that will just get it into some specific. I would like to have this uh, session that we're going to have now be almost a seminar, and, and so let me set the tone for a second here. Jessica, I want, I want you and I to... to Talk to a hypothetical young person that is thinking about going into business for themselves. You've already given them the opening advice that you want to give, and I have a few thousand things I'd like to add. But what types of things, when they come to you and start sharing the idea, do you want to teach them or show them or prepare them so that they'll be able to have the best chance at success? What's some of the specifics that you might launch into?
1: Um, Well, some of the specific things that I would ask them about is, one, what exactly is it, you know, what business is it that they want to go into? Because, you know, again, like I said, people will come to me and they'll say, I want to start a business, but I need to know what type so I can, you know, every industry is different. So I need to know which type of business that you're trying to go into so I know which uh, specific way to help you. Um, another thing is a lot surprisingly, a lot of people, they kind of, they actually have a few ideas in their head. So it does help. So I know, you know, which, uh, in which direction they're going in. Um, if it's somebody who they may not have anything at all, they just know they want to be in this specific industry. Then I kind of ask them certain questions, you know, where do you want your business to be located? Do you plan to be the only person owning it? Do you, you know, have any sort of relationship with a bank, things of that nature. And I even like to um, know more about their background. So I kind of know where they're coming from and their experience because that can have a huge impact on, you know, how a person approaches a business, and even, you know, the success that they have. Um, So if they have a lot of those things, then we kind of go more into, okay, how are you going to fund the business? Um, You know, like I said, do you have partners? Are you working with a bank? Will you get a loan? Will you have a grant? What type of business do you want it to be? So I asked those kind of questions so I can kind of learn more about them and even kind of gain an assessment of, how they feel about their business by talking to somebody about their business. You can tell how passionate they are and you can tell the way that they speak about their plans and things for the business and watching their body language. Cause I can tell you a lot about, you know, how a person feels about starting the business.
0: Well, Jessica, um, you you mentioned something that I want to pick up on. and, And you talked about a business plan in your very first opening remarks. And you mentioned that again in this last part that you just said, so some of the people that that i work with they're they're really good people they want to have their own business but they're not really all that well suited but what i like to do is i don't like to pop their bubble so if you'll indulge me for a minute i'll, I'll tell you a little bit about how i i talk to people when they first come to me my assessment when someone comes to me that says they want to start their own business i listen to them that's the main thing i listen to them just like you do. And I, and I hear them describe what they think they want to do. But usually, most people have an idea, but they really don't know what's involved. And so I, I take it upon myself to try to to try to protect people from getting further in trouble with their finances. In other words, you don't want to have somebody start a business and have it be the, the worst thing they've ever done. And And I'm sorry to say this, but... When I was a consultant for 15 years at a high level for the Small Business Development Center, about 98% of the people that wanted to start their own business weren't ready to start their business. And a lot of people, they didn't like me, but I'm truthful. And I'll say this, you know, the truth of the Lord never changes, and I try to just always keep that in mind. But a lot of people's truth changes. Their individual truth changes. And what I mean by that is, is that people start believing things that aren't real. And if somebody wants to start a business and all their friends are telling them how great they're going to do, but they don't have certain things that are required, they are guaranteed to fail. So what I do is if 98% of the people that want to start their own business really aren't ready to yet, there's a pre-start your business phase that I I put Mm -hmm. people through. And and the, the number one thing I do if somebody is really passionate about what their idea is, I lead them in, I don't just tell them, but I lead them in to understanding that the very best way that you could learn more about the business that you want to do and to get all the experience that you're going to need to be successful in that business is to get a job. I'm going to spell that word, J-O-B, to get a job working for someone that's already doing that, to make sure that they learn everything yeah. they need to know to give them a chance that if they ever really want to have a business in that area, that industry that they, they know a lot. And so, but let me back up cause I'm a very, very basic guy. Anybody that's listening that wants to have their own business, please pay close attention to this next remark that I'm going to give you. If you want to have your own business and you've never got a lot of experience doing what it is you want to do. And I recommend that you get a job working for someone to get that experience. Catch this now. I can't give you anything that I believe is probably more powerful than what I'm going to tell you. When you get a job working for somebody in the type of business that you ultimately think that you want to be the business owner yourself, you make sure that you become the world's greatest employee that that person that you're working for, that company that you're working for has ever had work for them. Why? Because you're going to have employees yourself. You probably will unless you're just a a very small business that's just an internet business with no employees or something of that nature. But one day, you are going to have to manage employees yourself. And your very best way to get that training on how to manage employees is for you to become the world's greatest employee ever. And then that way, when you own your own business, you will know because you did it yourself what is expected of the people that are working for you so the second part of what i'm trying to tell you there is as you become the world's greatest employee the the trick that you have to do is take on more responsibility so that you can learn more learn all aspects of the business and here's here's what the the, the, the trick is learn to think like an owner not as an employee don't go to work and expect Make eight hours a day at whatever your wage is, and that's how much you're going to make. Go to work to learn this business. Learn this business on somebody else's nickel. Let them train you. Let them teach you. Keep your eyes open. Look around and learn every single aspect of that business. Ask for more responsibility. Go that extra mile for your employer. Learn to think like you are the owner of this business so that you will be able to to be prepared or when you have your own that's the training ground for when you start your own business now jessica i'm going to turn it back over to you and let you comment on what i just said also
1: that's so true because um i know for myself um jd scribe started out purely as a a writing company and when i was starting out i did the same exact thing so i started working for people um I my first jobs were writing jobs. So I could gain that experience. And then even when I got to the position where I was able to work with um celebrity and international brands, I, you know, that's where I learned how not to do certain things. But like you said, I made sure that I was the best employee that I could be. I worked my way up the ranks and that helped me understand how, you know, the different systems work you know, how to juggle multiple jobs, seeing the different positions. So um, I, I totally agree with you that really learning um, your your way around by working in the industry that you want to be in, that can be a huge helper for you.
0: Okay. Thank you. So let me add the next piece to that there. One of the reasons that you need to work for someone else is to gain the experience that I just discussed that Jessica picked up on. But- Let me go to the next level for you here. I think that there are several things. When I teach my seminars, I talk about four or five things that you must have in order to be successful in business. Uh, Jessica has already talked about you've got to do something that you're passionate about that you love. So we've covered that. So if you're taking notes, be passionate about what it is that you want to go into business for. If you're not, it's not going to work. But here's, here's the number one thing that I believe you, you have to be to be successful in business, and it's you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that you are going to be successful, that you're going to make it, that you are the type of person that's going to roll up your sleeves, that's never going to quit, it's going to persevere, it's going to learn what you got to learn, it's going to surround yourself around. In other words, you've got to have faith you got to believe in your own ability to be a success. If you're not a person that is confident enough that you're going to be able to succeed, you need more experience. You need more maturity. You need more training. So let's put that up there as as one of the number one things. You must have confidence in yourself. So let's just put that in the outline. You must believe in yourself. Jessica, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, because, you know, starting out, it can really, you can be humble very quickly, um, especially when you go into something unaware or ignorant of how things go. So having that confidence to keep on going despite what may come in your way, that's a huge thing. Um, And also to make sure that you stay open-minded. I would add that in there because You don't know what opportunities might be open to you, and it may have been something that you thought you wanted to do that, you know, that door may have closed or you realized, I don't really like this as much as I thought I did. So make sure that you're open-minded about the entire process and always maintain your confidence.
0: Very good. And uh, one way that you can uh, develop your own maturity and your confidence is to read, R-E-A-D, read a lot. If you don't like to read, then you may have a business that you're a tradesperson, I, I've, I've met hundreds, maybe thousands of people in my career, I'm 67 years old, I've been doing it for a long time, that they're great at their, their, their craft. They're a great carpenter, they're a great plumber, they're a great electrician, whatever it is that they're, they do, whatever their product is. But if they're not good at the administrative side of the business, at the paperwork side, at the record keeping, at the bookkeeping, at the scheduling of these kind of things, they're going to have to have other people in their organization to be workers, partners, whatever. You want to talk about, about that, Jessica, if, if their skill set is limited and they're not the kind of person that has a good, strong aptitude and, and, and all those things that I just delineated, like you know the administrative, things like that. Tell me how... How you address that with someone when you find out that they're they're really good at what they do, but they don't have those other things. Well, how how do you handle that with your clients?
1: Um, when someone comes to me uh with that problem, uh one of the first things that I kind of say is, you know, who are some of the people around you, or do you, you know, do you network? Um, because you a lot of people don't realize that when you're in the professional world, you need things like headshots, things like that. So I thought about the people that were in my network that can help me with those things. So I know photographers, my sister's a photographer. So I have that. I don't have to worry about those things. Um, And even in going to networking events and things of that nature, you're able to meet all kinds of different people. So you might meet an accountant or you might meet somebody who's really skilled in taxes or, you know, helping teach you about credit. Again, you might meet a banker. So, you know, I would just always advise them to really network, don't be afraid to ask questions, don't be afraid to ask for advice. Um the worst thing somebody can say is no. Um so again, going back to that confidence, you have to be willing to go out there, meet new people and be willing to do what you have to do in order for your business to be successful. And never try to do something that's out of your skill set. Um if you're not good at taxes, don't even try to do tax, because if you crash and burn, that's going to be a huge, a whole other huge issue that you don't want to have to deal with. So if it's not in your skill set, don't be afraid to ask for that help. Well,
0: oh, that's, that's a really good point. Hey, let me go back. I got two things I want to go back to uh, on the world's greatest employee and getting that experience. I want, to, I want to put some scripture up. The very last thing you said on the last show that we did was that you said that you always go to the Lord to seek seek your direction, and that you stay within what with the Lord's looking, to, looking for you to do. And so let me, let me read Ephesians chapter 6, 4, 6. And, and this is very interesting. I used a translation, the worldwide English. I've never used before, but I really like this. Servants, obey your boss. Respect him with all your heart and try to please him as you would Christ. Obey not only when he is looking at you, as if you were pleasing a man, but obey as the servants of Christ and do with all your heart what God wants you to do. Work gladly as if you were working for the Lord and not for men. I think that says it all, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's how you and I are. I know that. And while I'm on that subject, uh, you know, I recommend it, Ron tajerian's to Tajarina's book, High Five, but my wife wanted to tell me one thing. When he was first in prison, there was this huge gang that that was trying to control everything, and they came over to him to find out where he was, and they told him, they, they said, we need to know whose side you're going to be on because we're getting ready to have a riot, and we want to know where you stand. Now, he's brand new in prison. This one gang is, is, is trying, to, trying to find out what he's going to do, and he said, I am going to be on the side that my Lord Jesus Christ would be on if he were here. I'm going to follow Christ whatever I do. That gang leader looked at him, scratched his head, walked off, and in Ron's book, he said he never had another problem in all of his years in prison of having to be worried about what the gangs did because that's the stance he took. So that's our our Bible scriptural references for today, but it's true. So stick with, stick with the Lord and you're not going to go wrong. So, Jessica, there, there's another part that we've been hitting around on, but we haven't said it out loud for people that want to know how to start their own business. In business, one thing I've learned in my career, sales don't happen as quick as you want them to or as quick as what your business plan laid out. So the best business plan, and we didn't cover mm-hmm. business plan real deeply. Hey, I've got eight shows, by the way if anybody wants to take notes uh, episode 4 it's all about credit episode episode 15 16 17 and 19 personal finance and small business ownership goes into great detail it's my seminar that i teach all over you can get it on the internet if you if you go to rightthink.org you can find these materials you can contact me i'll make sure you get them uh, episode 10 cash flow and uh, budgeting and savings: the importance of savings and cash flow. Uh, successful budgeting, episode uh, 12 and 13. I've got a lot of episodes out there. So if you're interested in starting your own business and you're listening to this show, send me, send me a message. You know, go to RightThink.org and send me a message, and and I will give you this list of uh, of episodes that I've already done that will help you follow the conversation that Jessica and I are having right now. Something in your back pocket, episode 25. That's the importance of having assets, something to fall back on. Jessica, here's what I'm trying to say. When people go into business and they've done a business plan, which is the single most important thing they do once they've made the commitment, they've got to have a well-defined business plan. We know that. We're not going to teach business plan today. We'll, we'll do that another day. I've already done it on some of my episodes. But here's the thing. Sales almost never happen as quickly as you expect them to and expenses almost always go over budget from what you thought they would be. So that's what we call the vice grip. Your, your money that's gonna be coming in, the cash that you're generating to pay all your bills, to pay all your overheads, and, and if these are terms that you're not familiar with, go, go come to me, I'll let, I'll let you have a copy of my seminar, but I teach what overheads are. I teach these things. But what I'm saying is this, if you go into business, Today's show I'm trying to tell you is more of an overview of the basic things that you better make sure you got working for yourself or you're probably going to fail and surround yourself with people that are smarter than you are. That's what I do. That's what Jessica does. And, and make sure you have people that are your advisors, your professionals. But, but, Jessica, because sales are slower and because expenses go over budget, that means that the amount of your profits or on a cash, cash way to look at it you're not going to have as much cash as you are going to need to keep up in the early days of your business. And so the two things that I want to put on the table right now, that if you don't have these two things working for you, you're not going to make it. It's that simple. You will not make it. One of them is you've got to have good credit because you're not going to, you're, there's going to be a time where you need credit where things go south and you're just going to need some money from somewhere. And if you're not a person that has credit, I've got whole shows on credit episode four I talked about, but you've got to have credit to to make up for when your projections, your budget is falling behind. And the other thing is you've got to have the the term is working capital. Working capital is money. It's it's money that you have to cover uh, a couple months of your expenses in case you're you, you're, you lose your power for three months because of a big hurricane or something. You've got to be able to have a reserve account that you can live off of in working capital to cover you, to supplement the money that's coming in from your sales to keep you alive or you're not gonna make it. So credit and working capital. Mm-hmm. Working capital, another word for it is basically savings, money that you can use. Now, the very best way to get those two things is to get a good job, be the world's greatest employee, set the world on fire, get raises, save money, rebuild your credit, get established, and then go out and start your own business. Jessica, why don't you talk at it for a while?
1: Uh, Yeah, so um, I kinda wanna focus on where you talked about the uh, capital. Whatever industry it may be, like I said, if you wanna have a boutique, work in a clothing store, If you want to maybe open a detail shop, work at a detail shop or work somewhere that deals with cars. Um, If you want to be a writer, kind of like I did, work for a newspaper or something like that and get that experience, but get paid for that and use that money to help fund your business Um, and make sure, um, like Steve was saying, have that um, savings, have that emergency savings. Save, 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 because... You know, you never know what might come up. You never know what expenses you may have to deal with. You don't, you know, you might have to hire people to do certain things for you. So make sure that that capital that you have a decent amount saved up so that you don't have to pause in the middle of your process just because you didn't save as much money as you thought. And not saying that things like that can't happen, but just make sure that you can at least be comfortable and confident enough to say, okay, I do have this. I've saved this and I think that I can actually move forward in what I want to do.
0: Yeah. So look, there are people out there that are going to be be blessed in a wonderful way and they're going to start a business and it's going to exceed their wildest dreams. It's just going to hit it at the right time and it's going to be an overnight success story. But that's kind of like that's kind of like the uh the 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 kid playing on the playground who doesn't want to go to college or do well in school cuz he wants to be an NBA basketball player. And he plays an awful lot of basketball, mm-hmm. but he never gets to be a pro, and, and he never got an education. So what I'm trying to say is you've got to be able to have a business plan, lay out what your needs are, have a lot of savings behind you, make sure you have credit well-established, have a great network of, of people that are out there for you, advisors. Um, hey, I've got, a, I've got a, uh, a, a paper here. It's a handout that I give whenever I do my seminars, How to Start a Small Business. And it's a compilation of a lot of articles that I put together. And anybody that wants to contact me, rightthink.org, I will I will send this to you. I'll, I'll I'll I can email it to you, or if you don't have email, I can send it to you. If you're in a prison, I'll I'll put it I'll put it into an envelope and send it to you. Except that uh, there's a limit in some of the prisons of five pages, and I may have to send it in uh, four or five different different letters. But it's it's got it's got about fifteen articles here. It's like divided into like a chapter, sections. But I want to read something to you and then see if you catch this. How to start a small business. The first article, how to start a small business checklist. There's lots of checklists out there. I've got one here that'll help everybody. Second article, risk when starting a business. It's an article about all the different types of risks that you're going going to face, kind of like what Jessica and I are talking about. The next article, List of risks involved in a startup business. It's, a, it's very similar. It's kind of overlapping, but it's got a, a different approach to it. The next article, a list of small business risks. The next article, risk that new businesses face. The next, the next article, list of responsibilities of small business owners. The next article, job description for a business owner. The next article, how to start a one-man business. The next how to start up a small landscaping business. What do I need, the next article, what do I need to start a landscaping business legally? How do I start a home-based landscaping business? How do I start a landscaping business on $350? How to start a private landscaping business? What are the first steps in starting a landscaping business? I use a landscaping business to teach people how to start businesses. It's a, it's, it's a nice, interesting type of a business. There's many things that are, that are true about a landscaping business that most other businesses have to, have to also follow but in these 12 or 14 articles that I just read I think the first six of them all are talking about risk R I S K. now Jessica do you understand what I'm trying to do to people here as I give them how to start a small business it's 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 front-loaded to where I'm trying to wake them up to realizing what they're going to get into if they really want to embark on being their own boss. What's your thoughts on that when I talk about risk that heavy?
1: It's a lot of work. You know, um, people just kind of assume that it kind of just comes easy to people or that it just kind of falls in your lap, but that's not true at all because, you know, it's constant. You constantly have to work at it. Constantly have to make an effort. You constantly have to try. And there's gonna be times where you do fail. And, you know, it's OK. You learn from that and you keep going. Like even going back to uh, when you were talking about the kid playing basketball, you know, he may not uh, make the pros. He may just not make it because nobody picked him up. He could make it because he broke his leg. and He can't play at all. So, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of how you recover from things. So you have to always keep that in mind throughout your whole Life cycle of that business so don't just go into it thinking that okay once I start it's just gonna be automatically successful everything's gonna be great you're gonna learn from these types of things and you can't do anything but grow that's always the positive part about it
0: Wow Jessica this is just like the last show you and I are gonna have a lot of these shows because you're wonderful to work with and uh and let me let me (laughs) say this before we get off the air Jessica is in Mississippi, but she has a consulting business. You're hearing some of her thinking. If you go back and listen to her first show, I'm sold on Jessica's ability as a consultant just in the, in the conversation that she had on the last show on how she came up with the name of her business, J, J.D. Scribes. And, and, and she picked the name that she's, she's an African-American young female. And a lot of people, they might not want to do business with her and then when she shows up as the, as the person that they hired from J.D. Scribes, they realize that, are you J.D. Scribes? And she goes, it's me. But the point is this. She's brilliant. <laughs> she's, she's, she knows what she's doing. She knows how to get her foot in the door. So, Jessica, I'm going to sum it up in a minute and give you a chance to say anything else you want. But we have about three or four minutes left on the show. But you said something just now that when you said about the basketball player, that you might not make it because you break your leg. Okay, I'm going to give the listeners a trick question, and almost nobody gets this answer right when I throw this at people. And then when I give it, I got to hear everybody go, oh, well, yeah, but, you know, that's too simple. Well, let me tell you something. I'm a very (laughs) simple guy, and I am a survivor, and I am going to come out standing if I've got to roll up my sleeves and persevere through all the obstacles. So here's, here's the summary of what I wanna give you, and then Jessica, I'll let you give a summary and then I'll sign off. Okay, so if you wanna start your own business, you better believe in yourself. You, you need to do something that you're passionate about that you love doing, so work won't be work, it'll just be a, a joy of love. We got all that covered. You gotta be patient with yourself. You gotta have credit and working capital. You have to do a business plan. When you really are ready to start, The number one thing you got to do is a very, very good business plan. You got to surround yourself with other people, advisors, mentors, people that will help you along. Okay, you got to learn to think like an owner. You got to get your training, your experience to be the world's greatest employee. Now, here's the trick question. Jessica, don't be embarrassed if you don't get it, but I already gave a clue about the basketball player that broke his leg. That's about too much of a clue. So here's what it is. There's one thing, though, with all those other things that I just summarized. If you do not have this going for you and you are self-employed and you're working for yourself and your paycheck is dependent upon you working and and creating whatever it is you do in your business to make that money, there's one thing that I'm going to tell everybody right now. If you do not have this, you are not going to succeed and it's going to get rough. Jessica, Jessica, what do you think that one thing is?
1: <laughs> well, I don't have a guess. I don't know.
0: Are you ready? You better keep your health. If you're not keeping your health and you're working for yourself and you're not creating that money that it takes to bring home the bacon, you're not going to be able to pay the bills of your business. You're not going to be earning any money to bring home to your family. And you're going to be having a really hard time. So what I want to tell you and we'll save this for another show that I'll do, it's balance in life. Make sure that you don't work yourself to death and run your health down and 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 you know, like stay strong, stay healthy, stay balanced because if you're not, the pressures of having your own business are going to cripple you. So that's the kind of stuff I want to talk about. Now, Jessica, that was a pretty simple answer, but what do you think about the truth of what I said?
1: That is really true. Um, You know, making sure that you can have that time where you work and then, you know, separate it between, Okay, now I can have fun and, you know, not think about anything involving work. That is a huge deal because I know that's kind of how I was. And sometimes I still struggle with that. I can be a workaholic and not know how to separate the two. But once you learn how to do that, that makes the whole process just that much better. And it makes you value all the hard work that you put into it to start. So that is a really simple thing, but it's, it's huge all at the same time.
0: Well, thank you, Jessica. So, Jessica, tell everybody how to get in touch with you and give any closing comment you want, and then I'll sign off.
1: Um, you can email us at info at jdscribes.com. Um, you can call us at 662-586-1156, or we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at JD Scribes, so you can message us, direct, uh, private message us, however you need to get in touch. Or you can reach us on our website at jdscribes.com.
0: Okay, so I encourage everybody to reach out to to Jessica and uh, see if she can be of any help to you in, your, in starting your business or developing your brand or getting your social media working like like it needs to be. And so with that said, I want to tell everybody one more thing about Jessica that I saved the best for last. If you are a young, aspiring entrepreneur, remember this. Jessica's mother quit her job and works for Jessica. And so th- we, we, we got into that on the last show. So I'm telling you, Jessica's one successful person. She's got her mother working for her. And her, and her mother is very happy and a productive employee. And I think Jessica treats her right. So with that said, Jessica, you are a wonderful person. I I think you're fabulous at what you do. And I want to thank you for being on the show today. And I just want to wish everybody just have a wonderful week and God bless you. Thanks for listening to Right Thinking with Steve Copeland. I look forward to being with you again next week. And remember, don't quit, plan ahead. It will get better. God bless you and have a great week.